Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, we've got the good fortune to be joined by Larry Yatch. Larry is the creator of the SEAL Success Programs, a collection of skills-based training workshops and courses that enable high performers to find fulfillment, connect with their teams, and make a sustainable impact in their field. Graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, former 10-year officer in the Navy SEALs, Larry spent a decade since his retirement from the military as a trainer and speaker. Larry, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Yeah, it was, uh, it was my honor to be able to serve this great country. Well, we certainly appreciate that. So let's go back in time a little bit. After you retired from the military, what inspired you to become a trainer, a speaker, and, and a leadership strategist? It was actually the path went through entrepreneurship instead. So I had the honor of being part of one of the highest functioning teams in the world. And I didn't choose to stop being a SEAL. I got injured. And uh, after a series of surgeries, uh, laying in a hospital bed, having the surgeon tell me my SEAL career is over, it was really, for me, a journey from being a very young kid through this whole path. My whole purpose kind of got taken away in that moment. And it was my eventual business partner that identified my skill sets as more than just destruction. I'd spent my whole life you know, blowing stuff up and shooting things. So I never really thought of uh, being able to create anything. And it was through the leadership that, that I did as an officer in the SEALs that identified entrepreneurship was the way for me, right? And it really was all about freedom, right? Being, I fought for freedom for years and being able to have freedom to create and to build was a big drive to the entrepreneurship world. So started a, a series of companies. Uh, they were all training companies, uh, initially in technical surveillance and counterintelligence, and then into uh, personal safety and self-defense. And in that five, six-year journey of building my own companies and teams, the teams were horribly dysfunctional, which was, I just thought it was going to be easy, right? Because I had the benefits of working with some of the best people in the world. And that was not the case in the civilian world. And so that inspired me to see the difference between what it meant to be on a team in the SEALs and what, what the traditional low, what I would consider very low functional team in the entrepreneurship space existed. And that's where we started into leadership development, team optimization. Well, obviously the longer journey is in the book. 
Um, congratulations on that. So how do we as employers or as leaders get our teams to perform at a high level when we don't have the advantage of, let's say, having them being in the military or um, that they have to follow orders or that, for example, you know, if God forbid you guys made a mistake, somebody died, the wrong people died, as opposed to we don't necessarily deal with life and death every day. How do you bridge that gap? I think the biggest misconception is that what drove the high performance in the SEALs was the risk or was the military hierarchy, or I would even argue was the the training that we went through. I mean, to some degree, the screening process resulted in a, in a higher caliber person, but that higher caliber person had standards of performance that enabled us to function at a high level. It wasn't the things that you mentioned were never primary concerns of any of my team. So they weren't drivers of performance. What were the drivers of performance or what I'd say was the big distinction between those people and and the people I hired in the civilian world was three core things. The first one was the ability to hold responsibilities. Like my SEALs, if they said they were going to do something, they committed to it, they did it. It was almost 100% of the time. And so within organizations, oftentimes when we're working with them, the most fundamental thing that we work on is the ability to hold, pass, and accept responsibility. Like that, if you you want your teams to function at a higher level, put attention there. The second part was in feedback. As a SEAL, you couldn't have an ego get in the way of performance, which opened us to, to both giving and receiving direct feedback very, very well. And that's another thing that I find in civilian teams is not done well. So You start by focusing on the ability to hold pass, accept responsibility. From that, performance gaps are going to be shown. Being able to build an environment of of feedback, being able to give it and receive it in a direct way that creates more connection is key. Uh, The third part is in planning. You have some of the highest functioning people in the world, right? SEALs. We finished a training evolution. Four guys are going to go get burritos uh, after the training thing. We would put a plan together for that which is hilarious, right? You got the highest function people in the world and they, they literally would spend, we'd spend three, four, five minutes talking about what's the desired end state, how are we going to get it done? What are the contingencies that could show up? How do we solve them? We did that to get burritos. In a company, if, if I see them plan more than twice a year, they're doing better than most. And that doesn't make any sense, right? The lower functioning team, the more planning you need. So those would be the three areas to focus on. Now, you start the book and talk a lot about language throughout the book. Why is that so important? I believe that our success in life is 100% dependent on our ability to coordinate action with others. So your ability to have not only big accomplishments, but have a positive experience in production of those accomplishments depends on how well you coordinate with, with the humans around you. The better you coordinate action, the more success you experience and the better life you have in those accomplishments. And I believe that language is our lowest cost tool for coordination of action. So if you want to coordinate action well, having precise language that is has a shared background of experience between those, those that you're trying to coordinate with, you're going to coordinate better. Your coordination of action will lead to greater success. Absolutely. There are tons of leadership books, obviously, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, and quite a few written by also former Navy SEALs. 
you took a different approach in your book in that it wasn't filled with, let's say, stories of your service, which is very different from most of the other books on leadership written by Navy SEALs. Why'd you go in a different direction? Almost every SEAL book, especially on leadership that was written, was written by a SEAL that is a SEAL primarily, meaning they're generally writing the book immediately after getting out of the SEALs. They have little to no experience in the, the business world. I spent over a decade in the building, running, and then consulting very large companies. This is more a book on high performance in the civilian world, as opposed to a book on high performance in special operations community. So most of these books, the SEAL books that are written are amazing messages, but they're more entertainment than they are education based on the behavior change that comes out of them. Uh, I wanted to write a book that wasn't based on my SEAL stories, was based on my experience in running, building, or consulting very high-functioning teams in the business world. That's the core difference. What inspired you to write the book? A client. So I I had no interest in writing any books. Uh, I was working with a client, their founder and CEO for a couple of years, had massive effects on, on them personally and their companies. And they refused to pay me except for uh, through being the publisher of the book. So like what you're teaching and what you're doing, we have never seen anywhere else. And they have published two, 3000 books, probably 500, 600 leadership books. And he said, they said it was so unique. We, we no longer believe it's ethical to not have the world have access to this. So we are forcing you to write the book. So I can thank We appreciate that they did that. (laughs) So what are some of the typical challenges that you're helping businesses, you know, overcome? Our client is growing faster than their confidence to lead or manage their teams. So, you know, our generally we're working with people growing quite fast. Uh, there's revenue plateaus that every co- every company runs into. Those revenue plateaus are very consistent between organizations. What's frustrating about those revenue plateaus is the speed to which you get them is very quick, right? So you have this exponential growth and all of a sudden you plateau. And that plateau gets quite frustrating. And those plateaus are based on how you manage the people that you need to be able to run the company. And the mindset and paradigms of management enable the rapid growth. That rapid growth is then reinforces that this is the paradigm slash mindset necessary for growth, which then gets them stuck. And for us, it's it's those people, right? It's those companies that they need a paradigm shift on how to lead and manage their teams. And in doing so, they then get exponential growth of revenue after that. Who is an ideal client for you? Like I was saying, it's if you've had rapid growth and then plateaued for the last year or so, or you're starting to see it end off. I love it even more if you bounced off that plateau for a year or so, because then you're, you're, you're ready to do something about it. That's the key demographic. When it comes to domain, because I'm coming from special operations, not specific industry expertise, domain doesn't really matter. You know, we've, we've worked with everyone from construction companies to biotech. It doesn't make a difference how you manage people, the fundamental principles of it are the same. And that's part of the thing that I really enjoyed about the book that I wrote was you can apply this for your son's 
basketball team as much as you could apply it to your relationship with your spouse or the business. The principles of high performance, the principles of coordination of action with other humans at the deepest level transcend uh, domain, space, time. It doesn't make a difference. Is You mentioned that the domain, again, didn't matter. Is there um, a specific company size that you get better results for? It's going to be at those revenue plateaus. So the first revenue plateau we found is a million dollars. Anything under a million dollars, it's hard to, we're just too expensive, right? The next one is three to five million. That's where on the lower ends of the of our systems, it, it's good. The real keys are eight to 12 million is a really hard plateau because they've kind of broken past that individual expert level and they really need to coordinate action well. So they get stopped really hard around 10 million. The next one is at 30 to 40 million is, is a huge plateau. So those are my two favorite ones because they're kind of the easiest for us and the biggest results for our clients. Uh, once they break through the 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 thirty to the twenty five to thirty million, they're heading to fifty to hundred pretty quick, and it gets the the problems start to get a lot more complex because you're talking layered systems when you start to get about one hundred and fifty million a year. You talked, you mentioned results. Can you give us an example or two of some types of the magical transformation you've been able to create for some of those clients? There's two of them. So, and these results hit on two different sides of the spectrum. And I think it's important to talk about both of them. Uh, first one was a, it was a online company. So they're, they're an online coaching company and they were, they were doing what's neat about that business is it's a small team. So they're 12, 13 people, and they were running an average of 350,000 a month in revenue and within four months, we broke 600. So they doubled their revenue. Now, what was cool about that, doubled their revenue, increased their profit margin by 15% and reduced their overall staff by two people. So it was like, for us, that's the, the hat trick, right? To be able to pull off increased revenue, increased profit and lower, lower overhead, lower cost was huge. The other one, which I, I think is just as important, uh, this was a real estate investment company. So they they ran a full gamut. They're about 30 so million a year, full gamut from investment in real estate, property management and construction, new, both new construction and flip flipping houses. So quite, they were the opposite end of the spectrum. They probably have all together with contractors over well over a hundred people in the company they were able to maintain 20% growth, but the CEO is more or less out of the business, right? Like that was his life went from miserable to amazing, right? Where his biggest problem now is he, does he go to jujitsu or does he ride his mountain bike? And the fact that his business is running without him was a humongous gain. So I like to illustrate those two based on the fact that just increasing the numbers is one thing, but being able to increase the, the lifestyle of the, of the senior management and the owners, that's a whole different problem, but one that most people don't put attention towards. Absolutely. Those are great examples. And it's an incredible book. To me, I think you're undercharging because you're trying to get it out to as many people as possible. But this could technically, I mean, this could be like a couple thousand dollar course online. 
The book is How Leadership Actually Works, a Navy SEALs Complete System for Coordinating Teams by Larry Yatch, who we've been talking to. Larry, we know your time's incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. Where is the best place for our viewers and our listeners to get the book and to learn more about how your pro- your process works? So directed at three places. The first one is from the book, howleadershipactuallyworks.com. So it's the same title as the book, is the, the book site. And from there, you can get access to the book. Uh, we have some software that we do assessment-wise with our clients that we've included in that website that follows along the book. Secondarily, we have sealteamleaders.com. Seal Team Leaders is our company, uh, is the website there. And then the one that I, I add in for fun at the end, I love doing things in which I could die. So I have all these adventures that I love to go on. And uh, my girlfriend built an Instagram page called Larry Does Cool Shit. So Larry Does Cool Shit is my Instagram page in which you can see the crazy adventures I like to do in my free time. Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate you spending time with us. Larry, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>